you meet this stunning guy on Tinder named Ryan. I think I scooped you up with a country lyric. I think you did. You tricked me because you really like rap. I like rap a lot, but I also love country. I mean, Chris Stapleton was just jamming in the car before with you us. You also had like a blonde crew cut, but now you're a full ginger. I don't know That's what how happened how I got there. my ginger babies. I don't know what happened there. I don't know what happened there either. But, yeah, you scooped me up on Tinder. Funny enough, you, uh, the first time you ever called me, you asked me if I was a gold digger. No, I asked you I that. I have to tell everyone this story. I asked you at Starbucks when we were having coffee. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. You asked me on the phone the first time you ever called me. I don't remember me. this. I remember asking you at Starbucks. Well, you don't remember well then because I remember. And you said, are you a gold digger? And I'm like, a gold digger? And anyone who knows me, like, I am the furthest thing from a gold digger. Like, I don't. What do you mean? You got a Jeep Limited. I don't care about cars. I don't care about purses. I don't wear jewelry. Like, I am. So you don't want that five-year wedding band? I am. It's, it's almost six years now, Ryan. So. Uh, well, we're a little late. <laughs> but I, I am the furthest thing from a gold digger. So when you asked me that, I was like, no. And then I'm like, oh, maybe he's rich. You were not rich. Well, that's not what your sister said. <laughs> Shannon says. You had no gold to dig. One night, her sister Shannon, <laughs> which was her best friend, and I, she's also one of my best friends now. She was very jealous that Kelly had a new boyfriend, and she had a little bit too much to drink. And uh, Shannon, we love you. We tell these stories because we love you. And she was like, my sister's actually chunky and doesn't work out, and she's wants a rich husband. Did she not? I go? never said I wanted a rich husband. I want to retire. Dude, we all have the best time ever to start a small business. If I'm not going to be 100% in, I'm not going to do it. Come on, man. Just be yourself. Yeah. And, like, and just show up as yourself. If you don't realize what I'm really about, I'm about freedom, family, and my country. <sighs> Kelly, are you ready? I guess. We kind of sprung this on you last minute. Kind of. You're not one for the limelight. Uh, no. No, I think I am one for the limelight. I think I'm not one for the spotlight. Spotlight. Yeah. You want to hide out in the shadows. I do. I much prefer that. You uh, haven't been able to get your hair done, so anybody who's judging or hair coloring, you could blame it on... You. Me. I'm going Tuesday, though. Who are you going to see? Shauna. Shauna? Yeah. I would use Chinzy if I was you. Oh, Make a battle. Fighting words. So, you know what this show is all about more than most. I've seen a few episodes. You're my beautiful wife. A lot of people are like, who is behind the scenes of this crazy man and everything that he's doing? And you're a super loving, caring, amazing person who has given back in a multitude of ways. You've given back to me tremendously. You've given me two beautiful, healthy children and a steady hand when I, at times, throughout a relationship, can be erratic with everything that I'm chasing. So I just wanted to say you are equally as good as anybody who sat in that chair, if not better. Um, although you're not a business owner, we own multiple businesses together as a husband and wife team. And you are my rock. You are special, and I want everybody to get to know you a little bit more and have a little bit, not to be to go super private, but a little bit deeper of who we are as a couple 
and what it's like to operate with someone like me who's a high <clears throat> performer and your perspective from the woman's point of view and also just a little bit of your backstory and kind of how you became you know a little tougher and the things that you have gone through in life all right well thank you that was very nice <laughs> listen so grew up in long island i did like tell us a little bit about your long island childhood yeah born and raised i so i was born in malvern and then you know my dad was unfortunately in a very bad motorcycle accident in new jersey coincidentally enough he was uh commuting to work and he was on a motorcycle and he was hit by a car um, and he was in bad shape you know he was in a coma for a very long time he survived against the odds he wound up in a rehab for months and months and months and it was it was a lot I was five at the time and uh, you know we'd go visit him and he had to relearn our names, our birthdays. He didn't know how to eat. So that was a lot. Um, thank God um, he did live, but it was he was never the same, you know? So... Um, you guys picked up and moved. We did move. We moved when I was in seventh grade. Um, so I was five when my dad has, had his accident. Um, unfortunately, because he was never the same, my parents wound up divorced. My mom met my stepdad, Jim. Um, and in seventh grade, they got married, and I moved to Wanta, which is where I lived, you know, until I met you. Um, Your yeah. parents are still mad at me for that. <laughs> they will never forgive you. <laughs> That's right. I'm used to a lot of people not forgiving me. <laughs> I still love them. Yeah, I know. But Long Island was great. I mean, you know, I have childhood best friends that I'm still friends with, and I had, I was, you know... Tell a very blessed Kelly. life growing up. Tell us about Kelly in high school. Oh, Kelly in high school. Kelly in Matt, high school. Matt drunk at the bachelor party last weekend told me that you had a drinking problem. <laughs> oh, he should talk. Okay. I, Kelly in high school, she was in the marching band, but she was a cheerleader. She was in honors classes, but she drank beers in the woods on the weekends. Um, I was, ever, did you ever party at? Jim and Sue's house while they were away? Sure did. Mm. They only found out a couple years ago I was really good. My brother, on the other hand, the one time he tried to have a party, he got caught immediately. Didn't work out for him. Surprise, surprise. He's got that luck. Yeah, he does have that luck, but not me. I had so a few you were, ragers. You were an intelligent girl, but you were also somebody who liked to party. Yeah, I, I really, like, I was friends with everyone. I kind of... Again, like, I was friends with marching band, cheerleaders, honors kids classes. I went to a lot of, like, alternative pop punk music shows. Like, I... So you're going to tell the people how you wore studded belts and trucker hats? I, Lindsay wore studded belts. I never did. I did wear trucker hats. I'm not, I'm not proud. Trucker hats. So you were a lot like, of band t-shirts, vans. You were emo. I was a little emo, Yeah. But I, I honestly, I, I loved high school. I, I had a really good time. I did well. I, without a lot of effort, I was always like, just like book smart, 
without having to really try. So high school came easy to me. Um, and again, I had some great friends. I had a lot of good times. I liked it. You had three a siblings. Different, different experience than you, but. Three siblings. Yeah. And I want to point that out real quick. That there's a, you'll see a lot of contrast here between the two of us, you know, with the couples retreat coming up, you know, the way that Kelly and I were able to battle through different personalities, different upbringings of life. Jim has been a super hardworking man who believes in providing for his family and has done exceptionally well doing it. Um, your mom is a, a, a perfect, I would say, stay-at-home mom. She pays the bills and makes sure you guys are all taken care of and well-fed. Um, when I was kind of looking to get out of my house at 18 years old, I hated high school. I was kicked out. Um, so talking about people that could get together later on in life and really make a great power couple um, couldn't be more opposites than Kelly and I. Most people could true. give or take me. I have a couple people who love me. Everybody loves Kelly. She's amazing. I want to talk about your siblings a little bit. We just made fun of Matt a little bit. He owns Belmar Plumbing. Matt's crushing it. Beautiful family with his wife, Ashley. <clears throat> um, he is annoying at four in the morning, but that's, that's, I digress. I wasn't um, there. You weren't there. I was. He almost got shot. <laughs> um, you have two other siblings, Lauren and Shannon. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your siblings. So Lauren is the oldest, typical oldest, overachiever always. She made it hard for me because she didn't party. She didn't throw parties at my house. She didn't get in trouble. I was always grounded. And uh, she was always like the golden child. Rule follower. She still is. I say she still is the golden <laughs> child. Um, my younger sister Shannon. She's five years younger than me. She just graduated. We're super proud of her. She just became a nurse. Um, she'll start her new job in a couple weeks, November. She's single, too, looking for yeah. some ladies. <laughs> so if you're yeah. out there, you want to give Shannon a call, I can give you her number. <laughs> so, yeah. You had, a great, you had a great childhood. I did. You know, in spite of, you know, having your father get into this tragic accident, see him in rehab, yeah. and then he eventually passed away when you were, what, 14? No, I was a senior in high school. I was 17. Yeah. 17 years old. Yeah. So it was hard because, you know, my parents wound up divorced, and it was, he had traumatic brain injury from his accident, and again, he was never the same. He was an amazing father. I have vivid memories as a young, young kid, four and five, um, he was wonderful, and my mom always says he was an amazing dad. It was really tragic what happened. Um, but because it didn't work out, we had supervised visits. You know, it was court systems. It was not really how you want to, like, see your dad. You know, it was kind of sucked. And then once we got past supervised visits, um, he he disappointed us a lot. Like, you know, he was supposed to pick us up and it was, you know, he just didn't show up. He didn't call. So that was really hard. We were really lucky to have Jim, you know. I was going to say, but Jim was there to pick up the ball. Every he was, time. he was. And, you know, couldn't have asked for a better dad. Um, he's a cranky fucker sometimes, <laughs> but he's a, he's a guy who shows up when it matters. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it was sad, a lot of disappointment, but again, I'm a very positive person, and, um, you know, I don't really harp on that. It, it is part of who I am and, and whatnot, but 
I, I consider myself blessed. I mean, I grew up in a really nice town, a nice house. We went on vacations. I had a great high school experience. I was able to go to college. I was able to study abroad. I lived in Florence. You're getting um, ahead. Oh, You're getting ahead. Sorry. Jeez. I gave you, wants to slow play I gave you two one. minutes in front of the camera. You're going to take up the whole time. <laughs> I can't get her to talk this much at home. <laughs> Unless I give her some white wine. Stop. So, obviously, childhood was super sad, but also super amazing. And that was yeah. one of the best things that I loved about you when I met you because I can be cynical. I can look at the world through the opposite end of what you look at it as, right? Yeah. I can have a cold and I think I'm dying and you're like, hey, you just have a cold. Yes. Right? And it's really a big belief in me that opposites attract and your positivity throughout all aspects of like what you went through. A lot of people end up in a bad place. Yeah. And you were on top when I met you. You were happy. You had a good job. You were loving to your friends. You were loving to your family. I saw the way you handled kids. You know, the first couple of times you hung out at your family parties. Yeah. The kids just took to you. You had a lot of experience with children. <clears throat> and uh, your positivity went a long ways. So you went to college, changed the next chapter. You went to college yeah. in the middle of New York to Cortland. Yeah. Which is, uh, yeah, maybe people in Jersey know that. Maybe they don't. I didn't, I didn't graduate high school, so I don't know many colleges, but... Tell us about Cortland. Matt would know Cortland because he went to Syracuse. He didn't graduate, though. But he went. So, no, he so doesn't he knows matter. He went Portland. for like two weeks. Two years. He swam in the pool. Two years, All Ryan. the water left, and he two wasn't allowed back. Tell us about Cortland. Oh, Cortland was amazing. Um, Is this why you love the mountains like I do? Well, no, I really love the mountains. What the heck is that? Is that a bug? Don't worry about the bugs. Um... I love the mountains because I grew up going to Wyndham with my best friend, Lindsay. So she, her family had a house there and from seventh grade on, you know, she taught me how to snowboard. I spent, I can't even, I don't even know how much time I spent there. It was like a, you know, second home to me. And uh, so is that why you wanted to go away to Cortland in the mountains? Um, no. So I picked Cortland. So my Lauren went to Cortland, my older sister. Um, and I knew it's a teaching school, and I did know that I wanted to go into teaching. So I, I, it's actually the only school I applied to. I didn't, like, have a backup. At the time, it was, like, there was no way I wouldn't get but in. you were with, so smart. Like, no, I'm not so smart. I'm not saying that. But, like, with my grades and whatever, like, at the time, it was I'm just considered saying, but a you, safe you school for so me. You are so smart. Why wouldn't you expand? Was At the time, were you, like, maybe a little anxious to, like, leave the family, leave what you knew. You knew Cortland, you had been up there partying with your sister. I had actually only visited like once or twice. I I really, again, it was teaching. It was a state school for monetary reasons, you know. My parents were going to help me, but I had to take loans. Um, and it really just seemed like the best fit. It was far enough, but not too far. It was like a four-hour drive, four and a half. So it kind of checked all the boxes, and I... So how was your college experience? It was amazing. I loved it. I, uh, I met amazing people, lifelong friends. I actually, my roommate, I, I met her the one time I visited my sister. I met her through her, one of her roommates. And we're like, we're both going to Cortland. Let's room together. I didn't really know her, but Who's that? we did. Carrie. 
So we did, and I mean, it was amazing. She was in education too, and we we met amazing roommates across the hall. Christine and um, Courtney were roommates across the hall randomly. And now somehow you're still stuck with Courtney, <laughs> and now Courtney's stuck with me. So it uh, all goes back to being roommates. It was the best. Uh, we had so much fun. And then again, I did study abroad when I was a sophomore. I lived in Florence, which was, again, amazing. Um, how was studying abroad at that age? How old were you? I was a sophomore. I was probably 19, 20, maybe almost turning 20. Think about if our daughter I 19. would never let her go. <laughs> Ever. But think about you going. I know. What, do you think the world was different then? Yes, because, like, I didn't even have, like a smartphone. Like Blackberries were kind of just a thing. Some of like the ritzy girls think, in Florence had Blackberries. You um, think sex trafficking wasn't a thing back no, then? No, I think it was. Um, Cause you fall maybe asleep I was just naive on trains. To it. I used to, Ryan. You get drunk, fall asleep on I trains. I used to. I, I know, I'm not, I think maybe I just wasn't as educated. Like I'm way more aware of things now. I think with, a lot of people are more aware. Yeah. It just like, wasn't a thing. Like, Facebook aware. was, like, just a new thing. Like, you weren't, like, like are a lot on of people, in, What? Evan, Matt, I mean, are a lot of people letting their kids study abroad anymore? I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if about within the past couple years. Maddie did. She was in high school. High school or college? Yeah, I went college. Yeah, and I don't, and I, I think it's changed. But I also think like, like there's been movies about it made now. Like you could go on. Well, tell everybody about the the the, the whole seminar that took you guys mm -hmm. in for a day. Yeah, about the first the day we got you. there, they they tell you like watch out for Armenian men. They look a lot like Italian men, and you know. Ooh, the Armenians are gonna be pissed at watch this. They, well, that's what they told us. So I mean. They did warn you of things that could happen. It was, I don't know. It you was crazy. Like, like I, I had a phone, but it was like, oh my, I had to go to like internet cafes if I wanted to like check my Facebook. Like I didn't like. Oh God forbid you couldn't check Facebook. But it wasn't even like that at the time. I'm saying like I would go to like an internet cafe to like chat with like my then boyfriend. And like, it was like, it was very, very different. I didn't have internet. I wasn't like sitting on my phone reading about people being kidnapped. It just, it was different. That was 2008. So would you let Wesley go away? That's a long time away, so probably not. <laughs> Maybe Trump I'm not letting Colton go either. Maybe Trump saves the world. Oh, I'll let Colton go. He needs, he needs to learn his we'll lesson. Say. So go through college, study abroad. Did yeah. you ever tell your parents about the space cakes that you ate in the uh, red light district? <sighs> I'm not in the red light district. You uh, sound super uneducated. Sounds like the cafe was a little close. I don't know. No. Um, She's lying. I, I'm sure I told my mom, yes. I had a space cake in Amsterdam. We actually were throwing out a bunch of stuff in the garage the other day. Yeah. And Kelly was going through all the cards and letters that people wrote her while she was studying abroad. We were trying abroad. to throw it out. It's not just cards. It I don't like know all what like it is. Little, like, so I had every intention of like making a... You have like every fucking worksheet you ever made for kids in school in the garage. I like a little bit of a hoarder. She thinks the garage is like a, a dumping ground. You and no. Mr. Reagan need to hang out. No. You guys have hoarder problems. No. I just, I had kept everything from 
because when I lived in Florence, I traveled. I went to Rome. I went to Dublin. I went to Amsterdam. I went to uh, Barcelona. I went to the French Riviera. So I had like all these like little souvenirs and stuff from all my little individual trips. And I did plan on making like the six scrapbook when I came back. And it, you know, that was 2008. And here we are. I still have it all. Speaking of French of Riviera, we are going back next year. If you qualify. If I qualify. Which That's, you will, because you're killing it. Does a bear shit in the woods. Smokey, tell her. <laughs> How you like a new son? Shout out to Chuck on Route 7 in New York, right before you cross the Vermont border. The guy's got some sick bears out there, carved, that he does with a chainsaw. Like, his tongue's sticking out. I mean, <clears> come <throat> on. Shout out to Chuck. So... You moved through college, you study yeah. abroad. What did you learn most about yourself at the time? In college? College is over, you know, studying abroad is over. You're, you're now coming back into the real world. You gotta become a teacher. Yeah, I mean, I, so I came back, I, well, I studied abroad as a sophomore, so I still had a year and a half. I, I graduated a semester early from college. So like, I did three full years at Cortland. One semester was in Florence. And then I moved home for the last semester because I did my student teaching on Long Island. At the time, teaching was very competitive. And I thought that by coming home... Not so competitive now. No. Begging I, teachers. <laughs> begging. Um, so I came home because I, at the time, I was planning on getting a teaching job on Long Island. And I thought by student teaching, I would have like connections or like just a better chance. Um, so yeah, so I moved home. I did my student teaching. Um, when was that? Two thousand nine, two thousand ten, um, and then I, I got a permanent sub position. Was like my first job, which was like I went every day, but I was just subbing. And then I got a job in Brooklyn at a charter school. Scary. How'd that go? It was a learning experience. What's a charter school in Brooklyn mean? So a charter school is, it's not a public school, it's a, it's owned by like a company. So like when I was first hired, I was flown to Michigan to do like a training. Um, it's, it's like a business. They open these charter schools in like inner city in, um, again, it's head, it's headquarters in Michigan, but they, they start these charter schools where, um, the school systems are not great and, uh, Predominantly, you know, black and Hispanic. Yeah, well, most of my students were black and Hispanic. Yeah. So you're like a spoiled white girl. White I girl was not wasted. A spoiled white girl. Excuse <laughs> you. All right, but a Long Island <clears throat> white girl coming into this school as a young girl, blonde, was, pretty girl. Yeah. Coming in. You so know, Nicole actually got me the job. Well, Nicole, Nicole L. L was teaching there, yeah. Nicole P. Like I keep Nicole get, L. I get messed up with Nicole's. Nicole L was teaching there. Nicole L got you the job. That is. It just died. Wow. It committed suicide. Did you see that? The bug Ooh. just committed suicide. That thing, it's dying. You hear it? Oh, my God. The, it was like the size of a bat. That's the bug that landed on the fence. Kelly, and said, sit Don't back. pay attention to it. You're so worried. It's not going to eat you. It's dead. Whatever. Anyway, um, so you got a job in Brooklyn. And it wasn't even for September. So it was like mid-October I started, which... If you're a teacher, you know, like, you want to start the year off because, like, the beginning of the year is very important with setting, like, you know, expectations and getting to know the students. So Setting the tone. It is. And when you walk in, like, you read six my weeks IAP. in. 
So if you read my IEP, I would have run. You walk in. What would you? What, 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 how would you have handled me? I don't know. I'm Ryan. curious. You know, I, you honestly, I don't tone. think anyone can handle you. I still can't. So you set the tone. You read the IEP. What, what, how would you have done it? <laughs> what dealt with you? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I would have liked a cute little teacher like you. Probably. Set the tone. Probably. Maybe it would have worked. You would have batted your eyes a couple times. Maybe. So you're in Brooklyn. This is a really <laughs> rough neighborhood. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your experience there. Really rough neighborhood. Like, you know, a student came in one day and was like, not crying, but sad. I'm like, what's the matter? And he's like, my cousin was shot last night. Like, that is these kids' reality. Like, it, it's like, it really put a lot of things into perspective. It was a really challenging job. It was especially the beginning. Um, but it was, I was only there for a year. It was, it was good. I mean, it was first teaching job, challenging. I mean, teaching your first five years is challenging, but it, it was, it was a lot, but it was a learning experience. It was, you know, what was I, the story where you took the kids to a class trip and you guys had to like step over a dead body. That was my next job. That was in uh, Far Rockaway. Far Rockaway. So yeah. talk about Far Rockaway for the Jersey people who aren't familiar. It's part of Queens. So I was in Brooklyn for one year. Then I got a job in Queens for two years. Actually, with Nicole again. We kind of like all left Nicole the charter Peter school. Nicole, Nicole L. L. We kind of all left the charter school. Rob came. Rob was from the other school. We all went to um, this public school what in about Queens. about Big Mike? That we, well, we met him there. All right. So we... We kind of all left. We went together. And then I was in Farquay for two years. It was, so it's like a public school, but they're like academies. So it's a kind of try to make these schools more manageable, make them Sounds better. Like they, they're much smaller. Yeah, but it's like every school has like its own principal. So it's like a teeny tiny school, and they still have all these big admins. So it's again, super a problematic district. Yes. Super problematic. Bad neighborhood. Neighborhood. Yeah. You, so you guys are going to a class trip. I, I didn't go, but the sixth grade, the sixth graders were going on a field trip, and they were taking. Um, Nicole L. Subway. I don't know if Nicole went. Maybe Rob went. They were taking Someone the went. subway, and there was like a dead body, like under the train, like crazy, crazy. That goes on every day in New York City right now, more than ever. Yeah. So to to sum it up for Kelly. You're tough. You've been through it. You lost your dad. You taught in some pretty, you know, urban areas of yeah. this country. You're somebody who has seen a lot, been I through have. a lot, and hasn't everybody? We all have. Yeah. Fast forward, right? Let's fast forward your life a little bit. Mm -hmm. You meet this stunning guy on Tinder. Name Ryan. I think I scooped you up with a country lyric. I think you did. You tricked me because you really like rap. I like rap a lot, but I also love country. I mean, Chris Stapleton was just jamming in the car before with you us. You also had like a blonde crew cut, but now you're a full ginger. I don't know That's what how happened. How I got there. my ginger babies. I don't know what happened there. I don't know what happened there either. But yeah, you scooped me up on Tinder. Funny enough, you, uh, the first time you ever called me, 
You asked me if I was a gold digger. No, I asked you. I have to tell everyone this story. I asked you at Starbucks when we were having coffee. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. You asked me on the phone the first time you ever I called me. I remember this. I remember asking you at Starbucks. Well, you don't remember well then because I remember. And you said, are you a gold digger? And I'm like, a gold digger? Anyone who knows me, like, I am the furthest thing from a gold digger. Like, I don't. What do you mean? You got a Jeep Limited. I don't care about cars. I don't care about purses. I don't wear jewelry. Like, I am... So you don't want that five-year wedding band? I am. It's it's almost six years now, Ryan, so... Uh, well, we're a little late. <laughs> but I I am the furthest thing from a gold digger. So when you asked me that, I was like, no. And then I'm like, oh, maybe he's rich. You were not rich. Well, that's not what your sister said. <laughs> Shannon says... You had no gold to dig. One night, her sister Shannon, <laughs> which was her best friend, and I, she's also one of my best friends now, she was very jealous that Kelly had a new boyfriend and she had a little bit too much to drink. And uh, Shannon, we love you. We tell these stories because we love you. And she was like, my sister's actually chunky and doesn't work out and she's wants a rich husband. <laughs> Did she not? I go? never said I wanted a rich husband. I want to retire. So that's how that whole story came about. If you guys want to put me on blast, I asked that because Shannon made those comments and I didn't have, like, literally a turkey you burger asked me to that, dig at the you time. You asked me that. I was broke. No, you asked me that way before you ever even spoke to Shannon. This was the first time you ever called me. Every time I called you, your sister and your mother were in there. No, this was, like, the first initial phone call, Ryan. It was, like, a interview screening. Are you a gold digger? Well, I sift through people, so. I'm so glad I passed the test. Listen, you know, you did with flying colors. Oh. No less. But uh, magic happened. Yeah. We met each other. Yeah. Um, didn't like your sunglass choice that day. Well, I didn't like your squeaky shoes, so. It was a squeaky flip-flop, just one. Okay, but it squeaked the whole walk of the boardwalk. Well, no one I told like, me that there's, like a, a there's a 14-mile Puerto Rico boardwalk in Long Beach. Like, that was a long boardwalk. You were meeting my boardwalk. You shouldn't have worn sandals. I just thought we were going to find, like, a bar. I was thinking, like, Point Pleasant, like, you could walk in the janks, have a drink, talk. Not like that. Instead, we end up at Geno's. It's not like that. Which was very good. I like Geno's. It Shout out good. to Geno's in Long Beach. It was good. Um, we end up talking for hours and hours, and it never stopped. And as a male who loves women and, like, wants to be a tough guy, I hate to say this, but I got in the car like a little girl, and I was like, my buddy Phil Matz at the time was working for me, and he was like, yo, how'd it go, bro? And I was like, I think I'm going to marry this girl. He's like, what? And he starts laughing at me. And sure as shit. Sure as shit. We got engaged not too much <clears throat> longer. And I don't want to drag out the story, but it's been uh, you know, a rough ride. Obviously, you live in Long Island. I'm here from Jersey. Yeah, what do we? I think it was like two years, right? We did like the long mm -hmm. distance. Long distance is, is, you know, I would drive up sometime on Wednesdays. Yeah. Um, your family, and rightfully so, you know, they didn't want someone staying in their house, and, you know, we were still not young, but not old, and we had to, like, push through. I was living in Jersey, and, yeah, you know, you were very close to your family and didn't want to, you know, upset anybody, and it was tough to kind of push and pull, but I had a business here. Yeah. And you always told me from the get-go, like, I kind of want to get away from here. I love all this, but... Yeah, and once I started visiting you, like, so my, in my head, like, what I knew of Jersey was, like, 
the smokestacks by Newark. Like I had no, I had never been here. Honor roll student thinks about that. Jersey as smokestacks. Oh, I had never been to Jersey. That's all I knew. So, you know, when I started coming to visit you. Long Island car emissions is worse than the Jersey smokestacks. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, saying what my, my, my thought was. Like I didn't know better. I didn't know that like there were even nice parts of Jersey. I just like didn't, I don't know. I never knew. So when I met you and I started coming here, I'm like, it's like super nice here. This is this is nice. I like it. And we would have so much fun. Like I I'd come down and like I remember like driving over the bridge and just like so excited for the weekend. Like we would just have so much fun. Like travel, did whatever we yeah, wanted. Yeah, like you, you made me laugh. Like we would like we would hop on the bikes and we'd, you know, bar hop and then I was teaching, so I was off in the summer. I could come for or like vacation, like school breaks, I would come for longer. And like very quickly, I was like, oh, I could totally live here. Like, and now, I mean, I can't imagine not living here. I love it, you know? But we made that decision. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And I want to jump into marriage and business. Taking a quick break in the podcast, I want to talk about the Pit 2.0. What is the Pit 2.0? It's made up of a huge network of people across all different industries that are solving problems, creating solutions, and also bringing together a lot of marketing and sales ideas. If you want to get into a Pit group like this, very inexpensive, $147 a month. If you want to learn more about it, check out the links and the information below. So we chatted about your life a little bit, chatted about how we met each other. I want to chat about our relationship a little bit deeper. All right. Your thoughts on me. How Are you, you sure? Yes. And I want you to be as honest as the day is long. A lot of times in marriage, yeah. there's, there's give and take, there's sacrifice on both ends. Yeah. And it's definitely been a lot more sacrifice for you lately in a sense of, you know, really being attentive to the children feeding them, getting them to bed. Feeding the children. <laughs> as, as I'm chasing down this dream from a work perspective that we have together. Yeah. I want you to talk about your point of view as my wife and then as a mother. So first start with the wife. Well, from the beginning, like, again, I was not a gold digger. You had no gold. But I was... You've always had an amazing work ethic. And it was one of the first things I admired about you. Like, again, I moved here because your job was here. You were building something here. And I saw that right away. It was nothing like it is today. But, I mean, that was almost 10 years ago, right? Um, so I knew, like, I knew you were not going to stop until you got what until you're not there yet right but like until you got what you wanted and it's it's hard at times but it's worth it because again you're building this amazing business and we're all benefiting right our life is amazing because of that and if i have to you know let's talk about let's let's be real let's yeah. Let's give a real-life scenario for people out there. Yeah. And this is the stuff we're going to talk about the couples retreat. I went away to Chicago yeah. for four days. I got invited by a great group of guys from Spring Lake. Um, Craig Lynch, he's, you know, introduced me to that community. Yeah. Um, 
just a bunch of great people I've met through the Booster Club, through Craig. They go away on this football trip. I haven't asked to go on a football trip or anything like that with the guys in yeah. a long time. No. And, and right away, you're like, babe, go. Great group of people. Meet yeah. some new friends. Have some fun. Long story short, I go out to Chicago. We go to the Cubs game. We go to a Notre Dame game. I come home. <clears throat> you were exhausted, to say the least. You're chasing around the kids. You went up to Long Island. You, you came back. Um, you had gone to yoga Monday, and Wednesday night you had book club. Yeah. And and this is like real life, like into our life a little bit. And you went out late with your friends and, you know, drank a little bit and let loose as a mother who works extremely hard. And it just kind of got in the way of some things I was doing. Thursday, I was going back away, which was Trevor's bachelor party. And... You know, you were frustrated with me. I was frustrated with you. Yeah. And I was like, yo, we're talking this out right now before I go to this fucking bachelor party. What is your deal? Yeah. And so I, I explained to you, and again, like, I don't, you're, we, talk, we talked about this. I'm like an avoider. Like, I don't want to talk about shit. And you like, you're like, sit down. We're talking about this, which is good because it's like, making me better, right? Like, have to, like, address it. Um, but, you know, you you also go zero to 100. So you're like, you're like, so go back to work. Like, you know, you get, you get a little crazy. And I am so blessed to be home with my kids. Like, and it could be the worst day ever, and I'll still be thankful at the end of the day to be home with them. So, like, I was trying to explain to you, I'm like, you can feel both emotions, like, I'm just venting to you that, like, it's really hard. It's a lot. It's overwhelming It's a lot. It's, it's overwhelming all day, every day, and overnight because they still wake up. And I can still be thankful and, like, grateful and want to be home with them and still feel, like, overwhelmed and crazy, right? So I was kind of venting, and, you know, you were taking it the wrong way, and you are like, well, you know, you should just go back to work then, and you can get more of your time. And that is real life, though. That's, like, you know... And I, and I, oh, we were talking about scheduling stuff. And I was saying how, again, my hair, like, it's frustrating to me sometimes because it's like I have to, like, put in your calendar when I'm going to get my hair done, right? Or, like, I don't get my hair done. That's hard. That's not it, what it's normal. It's hard because, like, well, the middle of the day, you're like, oh, I'm going to get a haircut. And, like, you kind of schedule all your shit in whenever because you don't have to worry about the kids. To be fair, I don't schedule shit. Matt <laughs> schedules it. And, and, and I'm thankful for that, or I wouldn't operate. Right, but my point is you kind of come and go, like, with this freedom that it's I, appear, envy, it's I a, envy sometimes. It's appeared as freedom. But it is. It is, it, it, is. Is, it is freedom, you know, above and beyond. Like, I don't have the kids that right. you have so to make right, sure Right, you don't have to think dying. about it. You're like, I'm, oh, I'm going to the gym, I'm going to the sauna. You kind of work it into your work day when you're working, which is great. But it's sometimes I was trying to explain to you, like, it kind of sucks for me sometimes where I'm like, okay, like, I have to find a time in Ryan's schedule where, you know, there's a three-hour block so I can go get my hair done. So that was, like, our most recent, our most recent conversation where that, that Now, sucks. was it an argument? Was it? Uh, I don't think it was. I don't think so. It I was mean, a discussion. It was a discussion, Yeah. 
We don't like have like blowout arguments, like not uh, usually. But I think a lot of times, you know, everything you're saying is legit and your emotions are your emotions, my emotions are my emotions. Yeah. But I think we're able to go back to what do we want? The, the biggest thing I do with my one-on-one -on -one clients, which you know a lot of, yeah. is what do you want? If I can go and say, this thing I'm doing today, does it trace back to what I want? I could work backwards if yeah. I start with what I want. And our marriage, even with you moving here, we had dreams and aspirations for our family of what we want. Yeah. You know, Kelly is not a gold digger, but she likes the nicest countertops in the kitchen that you can fucking find. She likes the I've nicest never, cabinets never, that you can find. I've never picked out cabinets or countertops, so. But your taste, your taste is. You don't even of, know that. When of, have we ever gone countertop shopping? Oh, she'll send me a house on Instagram. She's got like, I'm like, that countertop's gotta be like 10 grand. Kelly's got oh, high end taste. He, it's gotta be 10 grand, like you did the research and saw. <laughs> countertops are way more than that, probably, by the way. My point is, we had these goals together a yes. cabin, travel, memories Absolutely. with our kids. So we were and able to come to a resolution of our conversation yeah. slash mini argument of like, okay, it's okay that you feel that way, Kel. I get it. Right. We love each other. And literally within six hours, we were texting like, hey, sorry. like. Yeah, no. I mean, it wasn't like a big thing. But, you know, it's, again, like I'm super grateful and thankful and I love being home with my kids, but I don't ever get a, t a second off. Like they, it's all day and then it's again overnight and like it's a lot. So. It and we flipped this too the other way. I said, well, Kel, how about you go chase down this type of income and. And I never could, and you could never deal with the kids. Never. <laughs> but the, but this is what goes yeah. back to like, yes, Kelly is overwhelmed. Yes, Kelly doesn't have the freedom. But so are you. It's just different. It is different. And, it, you know, it's okay to, like, voice that and, like, you know. You're frustrated. Yeah, I was just, like, frustrated in the moment. But, like, it doesn't change that, like, I, I love what we're doing and, like, I am thankful for our life. And, you know, you're around a lot. Like, you're working a lot and you're, you're you may be here, but you're still working. But, like, you can still peek in and, like, see the kids or the other morning you know we dropped Colton off at school and we went and had coffee with just Wesley and like it's you know it's nice to be able to do that stuff yeah it's a it's a blessing it's a blessing and we have a good life and we we have a great life and we like thoroughly enjoy each other's company so it's nice to after this banter I don't know if people <laughs> think we like each other we love each other it's nice to be able to spend that time with do each other do you love Smokey I love Smokey. Fun fact, ADD, brought Smokey home from a bachelor party. No, you called seven. me and you said, I'm bringing home something really special. I got great gifts. I got a throw blanket that's comfy you as shit. You were not talking about the blanket. You were talking about this. Well, he was the special item, yes. Yeah. I mean, look at him. You're like, wait till you see what I picked out. You love it. I, he's great. You love him. The back to marriage. Yeah. I think it's extremely hard. I think it's even harder when you have a high-performing male. Like, yeah, I'm gonna say male. Not like he, her, Jim, fucking Ryan, whatever other bullshit you guys wanna come up with. Like, I'm a high-driven male, and you said it earlier, I'm not gonna stop at anything. 
I'll fucking die before I stop. And you know that. Yeah. And that makes somebody difficult to deal with. Um, I'm aware of that. Sometimes, yeah. I'm aware of that. But what I knew and trusted in our marriage the most, as my partner I picked, was this girl is down to ride. Like, she's down to be there as my ride or die. And she's tough enough to, to handle it. Yeah. She's on board. And I'm not calling you a gold digger, but you can't say you don't enjoy the finer things of life. And it takes hard work to do that. Absolutely. Like We, we go love- right to the Woodstock yeah. Inn. It's not cheap to stay. No. Chatham Bar's Inn. You go to these, these Airbnbs nowadays. These guys will bang you over the head. $900 <laughs> Airbnb cleaning fee. You know, $600 yeah. for the night. No. So you know it. You're trying to go four days away with your family. And it's... It's a quick four grand for an Airbnb in, yeah. at, at Hunter Mountain. It's yeah. not Aspen. Yeah. You know, we enjoy that, but it takes money. Absolutely. Like, think about last last year. I was a little stressed out. We had the event coming up. Like, I've never done something like this. I've never spoke on stage. Like, does anybody want to come to my show? Like, am I putting on a show? What's going on? Yeah. Like, what did we do? We just said, without a bat of an eye, like, we got and got a sick house and... Just hung out with us. Yeah. And we taught Colton to snowboard. and Yeah, we went, We went, I think, like Monday to Thursday, and then we actually like extended it because they were like getting a good snowstorm. I think that was Dave West. He, Dave West, yeah. He, he might have... Encouraged yeah, it. Yeah, encouraged yeah. it. Yeah. He also left his kid with us, Randy. I volunteered. <laughs> I watched Brooks while he went to the... Well, if you don't you know, know Dave West, Christi- you need Christi to follow. Didn't, never gets to go, so it was, you know... It was nice. No, it was great. And the kid was great. Love he, to do that for them. He got tired. He put himself to bed. Yeah, he napped around the couch. Yeah, it was great. It was awesome. The, the, the life that we're building is something that's fun and special. And it's not it of is. material things. It's not. The, the, but that was my whole point, like, about the whole gold digger conversation. Like It's a joke. It's funny. I know. I, I'm saying, like, everything does take money. Like, and these days, I, I mean, everything's crazy. Our bills are crazy, crazy. And again, I'm just fortunate and thankful for how hard you work for us. And I know that I work hard too, and it's different. Extremely hard. Different capacities, and like we do different things, but like. Do I want good kids? Yeah, I think so. Do I want respectful kids? Yeah. Do I want kids that understand our morals and ethics, our love for this country? Yeah. And you know, pivoting a little bit you know you have been a teacher inside of a school system for 10 plus years you were thankfully able to come home and that was a scary leap anybody who's out there owning a business that wants to bring their wife home so if they have to run out in the morning and get to a meeting or get to a job site or get to the plant you know you're not worried about how are the kids getting school because your wife is there taking care of that like that's invaluable to me i was i was willing to chuck I mean, Matt can attest to it, Evan, Trevor, all of them. I was willing to chuck your income out the window just so I didn't have to get the kids ready in the morning so I can get my day going that much faster. It's, 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 it's the truth, though. Well, I know. Well, so you did it for a year, though, with Colton, remember? Yeah, it was hard. No, it wasn't a year. It was like it was a COVID couple, happened. It was actually like a couple months. But yeah, it was it, a lot. It was, it was a lot for you. It was, it was a lot for you. Um. I would lay all the clothes out, everything be ready to go, and all you really had to do was, like, dress him. He wasn't even eating food yet. You just had to dress him. Oh, you mean and, the first time we left our yeah, son with somebody else? and drop him and you off. you couldn't handle that? I hated it. No problem. I got you. But it was only, like, two months. 
because then COVID happened and then I was like remote teaching. So he was home anyway. But I remember when I was pregnant with Wesley and we were, we were talking about like the possibility of like, am I going back? Am I not going back? <laughs> I was just like, you're like, oh, you're definitely going back. And then I'm like, uh, there's no way I'm going back because the visual of you getting both children ready in the morning and bringing them anywhere, I just knew that that was not in the cards for you. It would be militant. You. It would. Uh, turn around, turn your butts up, wipe, uh, uh, put the diaper on, we got to go. Sure. Don't move. I'm going in the car. It never would have happened. I know yeah, it's you. A lot. It just wasn't going to happen. But as a team, yeah. as a husband and wife team who have similar goals, you know, at the end of the day, Ryan's not out at a bar flirt with chicks till 10 no. o'clock at night. Ryan's not out just being drunk with the guys pretending I'm working. Everything is for us. So, Absolutely. And when we're and away from each other, we, we, we dislike it. I want you to be at the trip. Yeah, and I was going to say that, like, you do a really good job of, like, you know, you're not, like, texting me and, like, whatever, but, like, checking in. And, like, again, I know, like, like, I'm, we're so secure in our relationship, so, like, I'm never, like, questioning, like, oh, he's, he's out in Chicago, like, what's he doing? Like, I never feel that way. And, again, you do an amazing job of, like, making me feel secure in that, mm. which is important, I think, especially when, you know, you have a spouse who's, like, chasing this and busy and out at things all the time, like. Well, you have to. It's like, hey, yeah. I'm not, you're not home and I'm out being a scumbag. Right. I mean, I might bat my eyes at a couple blonde chicks. I mean, nothing crazy. I mean, she's a I wouldn't cuties. expect anything less. Couple cuties out there in Chicago. You, you at home, taking care of my kids. I would never want to be that scumbag that's out no. doing you wrong. And no. uh, you know, obviously, we know that. Yeah. And uh, our relationship is strong because of that trust. Yeah. And. Um, you know, and, and there's never really been a question of it, actually. No. From the get-go. which never. is, I think that's a connection in a relationship. And to circle it back to business, like, you have to trust that I'm going to go make the money. I mean, we've had some big tax bills. We've yeah. Had, we've had some, some, some big hurdles into, like, paying for a wedding and getting it. Like, literally, we got this house. We got the answer, remember, at the rehearsal dinner. I think it was the inspection. It was like no, no. It was it was. Or the, something was happening at our rehearsal dinner. They accepted our offer at the yeah. at the rehearsal dinner, and I was like, oh shit, we yeah. just paid the last wedding. But payment. you've always like done a really good job too, making me feel like safe and secure in that. Like I just know you'll make it happen. Like it's scary, and like sometimes again, it's there. There has been so many times where it's like, oh shit, like again we have that big bill due or something, and but you're just. You're, you're an amazing provider, and, like, it eases my stress, but right? It, but it takes a team. It does take a team, absolutely. What you do at home allows me to be, if I think my wife is home drinking martinis at 12, and I, maybe you've done it a couple <laughs> times in the summer, if your sister's here, I digress. But if you're drinking martinis at 12 and not taking care of my kids, yeah. you know that I will be all over this, and the business would be failing. Absolutely. And I don't, I forget where I, maybe we were, we were listening to something together, but it's like, if you had that worry, then like you wouldn't have a clear head to like go do what yeah, you're going to do. no capacity. Right? So it's like, it's. It's just like when a family member gets sick, right? You're, you're, you're crushing at work and you know, your wife 
comes down with a, a deadly illness, right? Cancer or something. Like, your head's not in work. Right. Your head's at home, you know? So if, if you're chasing these dreams, and this is for all you young business owners, this is what we're talking about at the couples retreat. Like, like we are real as fuck, just like we are being right now on camera. Like, we're putting our relationship out there. And I know you don't want to do this. Yeah. And, and this is not for a show. This is just real as fuck. And that's who Kelly and I are. And if you're starting a business and you're a young couple, like, you're going to be pressed. You know, oh, money, absolutely. kids. And, and, and what I've been most impressed with with ourselves, we never rushed it, but we hit every goal that we had. The house, the kids. Yeah. Like, it's, it's been a blessing. Not always easy, but we've been blessed. We have been. Again, you, you, we've been through, like, you're going to go through it, you know? Like, there's going to be shit that is You're going to get sick later in life. Someone's yeah, going like, to die. Something, like, there's always going to be something. But I think, again, like, and I, who knows where I read it? Probably on Instagram. <laughs> but the most important choice in your life is, like, who you choose to spend it with, right? Like, we met, we had so much fun together, we loved each other, we immediately had a connection, all this good stuff, but we really fought through a lot of shit too to kind of get to the other side where we are now, where we're like just kind of building up. And we still have, again, we had, you know, that little tiff the other day, but I mean, there's no one I'd rather it's, do this shit with. And it's fun. It is fun. We have so much fun. Like, we're going to Mexico in, like, two weeks. I don't know where. I'd like to thank you for, for that last-minute surprise. I blame Rob and Keaton. <laughs> Keaton tells me I'm broke, and then I'm like, okay, I'll stroke you a check. And then I got to tell him, like, I'm not broke and, you know, go play his game. But we're going to a little couples mastermind. We are. On business. Yeah. A couple weeks before our couples retreat. And uh, it's just nice to get away with you. I'm excited. Like, I'm away on business. I love business. I love my friends. I have fun. But, like, I love that you're there. Yeah. You know, I don't want to say, like, you're one of the guys, but you could be one of the guys, like, all the time. Thanks. Like, you're, you're there. You're fun. You're not judging. Yeah. You know, you know, if you need to, you can handle your beers at a baseball game or a football game. You're not the girl falling down. Yeah. And uh, it's just fun to be able to start getting a little bit of the leash off from the kids. And yeah, we're kind of like turning a corner. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's a lot, you know. Yeah. For anybody who has two children, they realize, you know, the yeah. battle that is, especially if you don't have help close. Yeah. But we're able to go away and uh, live good. We didn't get to get into much politics. I know. Save, save for next I know as a, I know as a teacher, a former teacher, you have a lot to say there. But that's for our next episode of Ryan and Kelly. Oh, okay. Isn't that like a famous show, right, Ryan and Kelly? It yeah. used to be. It's not anymore, though, actually. Do you think they It was together? randomly on our TV the other day. Now it's... Do you think Kelly and Ryan banged? No. Now she does the show with her husband. Now it's oh, Kelly and Mark. Like you guys. She came back. <laughs> he wanted to get the show because she was banging the other dude. 100%. No way. No way. Babe, I love you. I love you. You're the best. I know we threw this on you last minute. A little change, a little different. You we did. wanted we wanted to talk about our relationship, real, raw, and candid. I wanted to tell people a little bit more about you. They still haven't even scraped the surface of 
how deep, how smart, how amazing you are. Oh, thank um, you. At the couples retreat, they will be able to learn more. And uh, I just, I, you know, I love you to death. And you're my I love biggest, you to death, man. You're my biggest supporter. I am. Um, I appreciate Believe you. Believed in you since I met you, man. I know. I know. And the supporters and the loyal people what matters in my life. And you've been the biggest supporter and you're extremely loyal. And that's what matters to me. I am. So cheers to you. Cheers. The CEO of our household. Love you. Love you. If you enjoyed the podcast and you want to learn more about it, check out the links below. 